Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to get stuck into our round 20 rapid review. We're about to head into Bloke in a Bar Studios, the return of the great Timmy Williams. He'll be joining myself, Kempi and Matty the Waterboy, to do a deep review of everything round 20. A cracking round of footy it was, and uh, a pretty special round because it pulls the curtain down on the origin buy period. We've got seven weeks left until the NRL finals, and this is where it all starts to heat up. You know, the old saying is, the comp starts after origin and especially this year the competition is so wide open it is insane and I think for me I personally think the only teams that can play finals footy this year are the top nine sides at the moment which probably sounds like it's not as open but at the end of the day uh, the Knights and the Seagulls they're only two wins out of the top eight uh, and the Titans they're only two wins out of the top eight as well same as the Dolphins and the Roosters so uh, there is still plenty of footy to be played it is going to be super exciting you have a look at the vast majority of the top eight teams uh, they've now had three buys except the Broncos the Warriors the Eels and the Rabbitohs so not the vast majority half the teams have had all their buys, uh, so there is a few more buys to come with the top eight teams, but it is all heating up, and I am so excited about it. And also, the Cowboys haven't have their buy either, who I think are playing top eight footy at the moment. Very, very exciting times, and I'm so glad that the buy round and origin rounds are done and dusted because now we can really sink our teeth into this competition. We talked about pretenders and contenders the other day. I think that'll be the big question we'll be looking for over the next couple of weeks. Super exciting. Let's get stuck into the games from the weekend, though. The first game, the Newcastle Knights 34 over the West Tigers 18, and it was the Kalen Ponga show in game 100. He put on an absolute 
10 out of 10 performance here. He was fantastic. KP was everywhere. Thought Greg Marsh had a really good game. There was a moment there where he could have scored a try and he sort of, I don't know, he just bodied up with Buller. I've got no fucking clue why he did that. He should have scored for all money. And for my Supercoach team, I wish he would have because that would have been a nice extra 50 or 60 points. Bradman Best was very good at coming back from Origin. Um, obviously, Dom Young, he scored as well. Gamble, I thought he had a strong game. thought Hastings had a good game. Just a good all-round performance by the Newcastle Knights. Uh, they didn't do it as easy as I thought they would. Uh, obviously, Jack Hetherington, he got sin-binned in this game, uh, which was very disappointing. I just I can't get a read on what is going on with Jack Hetherington. Uh, he just... Will Smith just lured him straight into that trap and then straight after was laughing at him. And I just... I don't know how Jack Hetherington doesn't see this sort of stuff coming. He's got to start to change that in his game or he will find himself in the Super League very, very quickly. It's disappointing because he is a very talented footballer. He's a good player, but he just, between the years, he just can't keep it together. Uh, 34 to 18, and look, KP only kicked three from seven goals, so uh, that could have quite easily tipped into the 40-point range. I thought that the, to- the, the Newcastle Knights probably got unlucky on a couple of tries as well that could have gone their way. So, uh, But look, a good win by Newcastle at home. The West Tigers still with a lot of injuries and whatnot. Um... Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much to say about the Tigers, realistically. I thought the Buller was fantastic. He obviously scored two tries, but it was uh, his cover defense on the Tyson Gamble try that just shows you uh, the sort of ticker that this guy has. He's an absolute freak, and I really do hope the West Tigers keep a hold of him in the future. Uh, I thought Appy, he came in. He had a really good impact on this side. Obviously scored a try, but was great around the ruck. Didn't play huge minutes, uh, but when he was on, you could definitely see the impact he was having. I mean, at halftime, it was 18 points to 12. Uh, uh, to the Newcastle Knights way. So the Tigers well and truly in this still. Um, and of course, you know, Abby Curacao scored in the 37th minute. I think it was the 36th minute uh, where Greg Marshew obviously didn't score that try that he should have scored for all money. So it was a huge turning point. That would have been very disappointing. Uh, the Newcastle Knights then lost Jack Hetherington for 10 minutes and they still managed to w- win that second half uh, pretty convincingly. Uh, but yeah, look, the Tigers, not much to take out of this one. Uh, I think it's just, this season's probably just dragging out a little bit with a couple of injuries and whatnot. But as they start to get more troops back, they will be more interesting. Uh, but, yeah, pretty disappointing season uh, on a whole for the West Tigers. Talks of an emergency meeting today that Tim Sheens has not been invited to. Whether that is, you know, media or journalists playing it up a little bit, I don't know. Uh, but you feel like there could be a bit of smoke to come out of the Tigers over the coming weeks. Yeah, unfortunately. thought Johnny Baton was really good in this. I thought Isaiah Papali'i, uh, just the same old guys were good. I thought they were outside back were really dreadful in this game. Uh, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of errors. Uh, a very, very disappointing performance from a lot of their outside backs that are not named Jareem Buller. Uh, so the Tigers will move on to next week. Always tough going up to Newcastle, and I think those Knights boys pretty stoked to put on a big performance for their home crowd. Uh, Super Saturday kicked off 3pm at Belmore. Fuck, what an afternoon. Josh Reynolds playing his last game of rugby league in reserve grade. I think they got played off the park, but the respect that, uh, you know, Belmore and just the Canterbury fans show for Josh Reynolds was amazing. So shout out to him. A fantastic career and a fantastic bloke as well. Uh, the Broncos, 44 over the Bulldogs, 24. Uh, look, Jacob Preston crossed early and you thought, oh, Jesus, here we go. Canterbury's on one here. That They're at Belmore. They're on the front foot. And then, you know, the Broncos just started to slowly turn the gears. Adam Reynolds scored first. Then he put Curdy Capewell over. He had a really good game, Adam Reynolds. I was very, very impressed with him. I thought 
thought Pierre Curo was fantastic as well. Did some really nice things. And Herbie Farmworth, he is just such a fucking handful. It's not even funny. Um, this is a team missing Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, Reese Walsh, Tom Flegler. So a heap of stars to come back into this Broncos side and very, very timely because they take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs next week, who I think will be getting back Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Campbell Graham, Damien Cook, all their superstars. So very, very exciting. That'll be a cracking clash. I cannot wait for it. Despite the Rabbitohs being like sixth or something, it feels like a top-of-the-table clash, that Broncos game. So that's going to be unreal. I thought Dean Mariner came in and did a very good job for the Broncos as well. Uh, yeah, look, the Broncos, they're a good footy side. They were missing troops, but this is what they're meant to do. I thought Adam Reynolds probably best on ground. He was fantastic in this one. I thought he had a great game. Uh, for the Bulldogs. Jake Avrillo, he obviously played fullback here. They've made a couple of changes over the last few weeks. I thought he had a good game. Preston was solid as always. Hasn't Jacob Preston been a find? Um, the, the rookie of the year this year is really heating up. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes, and I think it will be decided over the next few weeks between Preston, Buller, uh, you know, even Carl Pierre with the Gold Coast Titans. I think they said yesterday he scored 17 tries. So rookie of the year is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Toby Sexton, he obviously uh, left the field in this one. And, you know, Selwyn Cobbo got Simbin, which I thought was a bit fucking odd. But anyway, uh, probably not in the top you know, 10 worst things that happens in our competition. Uh, but I thought that was a very, very a bang average call. Uh, but yeah, look, Canterbury at home, not able to get the job done. Uh, came up against a very, very good side in the Brisbane Broncos, who to me, uh, they look like the real deal this year. Obviously missing troops there and whatnot. Uh, they'll get a heap of guys back. And um, yeah, I think they're the real deal this year, Brisbane. I think that uh, people are hoping that they'll do what they did last year and fade away. I personally don't think that they will. Uh, the 5.30 game, the Cowboys, 19 over the Manly Seagulls, 8. I enjoyed this game. Uh, I thought the Manly Seagulls came to play. I thought they were pretty good. I thought Brad Parker had an absolute cracker of a game. He obviously scored a try, but I thought some of his defensive reads and everything were fantastic. Uh, but when the moment came for this game to be broken open, the Cowboys turned to their main man, Scott Drinkwater, and he delivered once again. He was fantastic, Drinky. Uh, Jesus is a good footballer. I think he probably would have got man of the match in this one the other night. Came with some really nice things. Uh, or if he'd not man of the match, I assume he would have been up there with him. Uh, Ruben Cotter scored a try as well, backing up from Origin, which is great to see. What about Dean Madison? He essentially scored on his first or second and touch in first grade, obviously the brother of Ryan Madison. I think I saw a stat on Random Stats Guy or one of the other pages, I apologize if I've got that wrong, that Dean Madison and Ryan Madison both scored on debut and they are they are only the 10th set of brothers ever to both score on debut. So that is pretty special. Pretty nice stuff there. Uh, yeah, look, I thought Val Holmes was really strong as well. He did a really strong game. Fuck, he's hard to handle, Val, and he just runs some of the best lines in rugby league. I thought Val, mate, 243 metres. He was everywhere. Um, mate, I honestly, when I was watching him at the Canberra Raiders, I, I used to sit there and go, I don't know if this guy is New South Wales Cup standard, uh, the way that he was playing for the Raiders. And he's gone up there to the Cowboys, and Todd Payton has done absolute wonders with him. And he looks like an absolute gun at the moment. I am so impressed with his improvement in his game. It has been fantastic. Luciano Lua did a couple of good things throughout this game as well. I'm just having a look at the meters Val Holmes ran for. Yeah, 17 runs for 204 meters. He was everywhere. A lot of tackle breaks for the North Queensland Cowboys. Just about everyone in their back line had three or more tackle breaks. Val Holmes topping that at six. 
Uh, look, a very good performance by the Cowboys. I'll be happy to get the job done there. Going to Brookvale is never easy. Uh, and I personally think that if it was in North Queensland, the Cowboys potentially put a bit of a score on them. Uh, but yeah, look, this side nowhere near their best yet. The Cowboys, they've still got, you know, Ruben Cotter only played 36 minutes. Tamalolo played 41. Um, so they've still got a lot more minutes to get into a lot of key guys. Uh, Reese Robson backed up and played 80 minutes. What a knock that is. Fuck, he's a tough little hombre. Very impressive. And Jakey Granville, 44 minutes in this one. I've loved, I've loved watching the role that he's played this year. He has been great. Chad Townsend kicked a field goal just on half time. Uh, and then they ended up winning 19 points to 18. So shout out to the Cowboys. A good win there. Their march towards finals continues. I personally think they will be there. Uh, for the Seagulls, look. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say about this side. They're just, when, when you're missing those one or two key guys, in this case, Tom Travojevic, who is the key guy, um, I don't know. It's just like their their future sitting up there in the stars, realistically. Uh, DCE backed up from Origin was okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. They're just, they're just so reliant on those key guys. Shout out to Jake Travojevic backing up from Origin. Um, 80 minutes. Incredible stuff. An 80-minute performance in this game. He was everywhere. Jerbo, 54 tackles. An unreal knock there. All right, let's move to the late game on Saturday. The Melbourne Storm, 30 points to 16. Xavier Coates, three meat pies in the 11th, the 55th, and the 73rd minute. Uh, I thought he was probably unlucky not to score more. Husey crossed over for a nice try as well. A brilliant pass from Harry Grant, who also scored another try himself and was my man of the match. Oh, well, I mean, you, you, you could obviously go Xavier Coates for the three tries, but I thought Harry Grant, he was fantastic throughout this game. And uh, you know what? I, I was impressed by the Melbourne Storm. I still don't have them as real premiership contenders this year. I think they're just outside that. I'm just not sure if they've got the punch through the winnel, through the middle to be able to win a comp this year. Uh, but good God, they are entertaining to watch. And unfortunately, the team they came up against, the Sydney Roosters, they are the opposite. Daniel Tupu scored two tries, which was great. Um, I believe he broke the try scoring record for the Roosters. J- jumped Anthony Minicello, uh, which is an incredible effort. It's crazy to think that Daniel Tupu was scoring a try in the 2013 Grand Final. That was 10 years ago. Jumping above, I believe it was the Wolfman. Uh, pretty special stuff, Daniel Tupu. He's always been a good guy of rugby league. I will not hear a bad word about the guy. Uh, he came into the game with a lot of errors and stuff in him, but Jesus Christ, he improved so quickly, so quickly. Um, and he has been a premier winger in our game for a very, very long time. So congratulations to him. Uh, it does just show you once again, when you consider how much football he's played, how many tries he's scored and how many good teams he's been in, makes you appreciate it as well just how good Anthony Minicello was when you consider that he lost three to four seasons to injury, essentially, uh, and still managed to score that many tries. Unbelievable stuff by the count. Uh, Josh Wong scored the last try as well. As you all know, I am very, very high on this kid heading into the future, and you just got to see a little glimpse of it at the back end of that game. Dynamic runner. He's had a couple of shots put on him so far this year. I think a lot of these big-time first-grade guys understand and appreciate how good he has the potential of being, and I, I think a few of them have gone after him, and they've certainly whacked him, but he's got up every single time and he's just kept coming, which makes me even more excited about him. Uh, but yeah, look, the Melbourne Storm, a fantastic win. Um, not much more to say. Look, this rooster side, I just don't know where they're going, what direction they're going in. Sam Walker, we're hearing that he might not be back for a little bit longer, which is very, very alarming. Uh, I just, yeah, this rooster side, they are in a bit of curry and I don't know how they get out of it. I am just about ready 
to put the red sharpie through them. In fact, I don't think they will play finals footy this year. I don't think they've got what it takes. They've still got seven games left to try and turn that around. Uh, and I'm not sure what their draw looks like. I might have a quick look at it, actually, because I, obviously I know they play South Sydney, uh, and that's a game that I couldn't back them in to win at the moment based on how they're playing. Um, so they play the Titans next week. That's winnable. They then play the Broncos, uh, the Gabba. Jeez, I don't know about that. Uh, Manly. That won't be easy. The Dolphins, that won't be easy. Parramatta, that won't be easy. And then the Tigers. So they've got two games there that I feel, oh, geez, I, I don't even know if I'm confident back in the minute against the Gold Coast Titans. I really don't. So, yeah, look, I, I don't think the Sydney Roosters are going to play finals footy this year. I think they have found themselves in a little bit of curry, and I'm not sure how they're going to get themselves out of it. I think you might see a bit of a clean out at the end of the year. Uh, let's move to Sunday afternoon footy. The Waz, 44 over the Sharkies, 12. How bloody good. The New Zealand Warriors putting on a show. Uh, I actually dropped a podcast a little bit earlier today, so I won't talk too much about the Warriors because I dropped like a 20-minute pod talking about them this morning. But you Warriors fans, get excited. You're going to play finals footy this year. You're potentially going to play top four footy this year, which is super exciting. If you have a look at the Warriors run home, I think they play the Raiders next week, then they have a bye, then they have five bottom eight teams in the last five weeks. So the Warriors, I think their aim should be top four. Uh, I genuinely think it should be, and I think that SJ is going to make a real push for that Dalian medal. Considering his draw and his form, he'd probably be my favourite at the moment. Uh, so the Warriors, tremendous once again. Um, you know, and still got a couple of guys to return to this side as well. Guys like Jazz, uh, you have still got... Uh, Tamare Man, whether he gets back into this side or not, I don't know. Luke Metcalf has been so good that maybe he won't. Uh, but yeah, still plenty of troops to return. Marata near Kore is another one. Uh, so, so many positives. Uh, look, I, I think that this year, and I spoke about it all preseason, and I can't remember who it was, but someone sent me a message this week, so shout out to them, just saying, geez, hasn't Barry and Adam Pompey in defensively, they've improved? And you know what? That's been the big difference for this Warriors side, and that's why at the start of the year, I was saying I would play Chance at centre, and I'd play near Cordae, because no matter what the Warriors did last year, it always ended the same way. Their centres couldn't handle themselves defensively, and they would always get caught out, and that's what the biggest turnaround has been for the Warriors. It's their defence on on the edges. Um, and I, I even, I look at the way that they took on Parramatta last week. Ryan Madison played six. Will Pensini was obviously the strike player. Will Pensini never got the ball because the Warriors edges, they came up with a plan and they stuck to it to pressure Ryan Madison all day. And they just didn't give him a sniff. And I think it's just an example of how much they have improved. Rocco Berry, obviously when he sort of came into first grade, we spoke about him a lot. Um, and with a lot of these guys, as they should, it takes them. 30 or 40 games of first grade until they find their feet. And you can finally see Rocco Berry starting to show you what I was so excited about. I think Adam Pompey has been fantastic as well. A very, very good player. Very underrated. I think they re-signed him the other day. Uh, and a lot of people had a lot of question marks over it, but I really like it. Actually, to be fair, he had eight missed tackles in this game, which I, I didn't notice initially. Uh, but I feel like their their edge defense, especially Rocco Berry, has just improved out of sight this year. Uh, and I personally think it's been, been the big difference. As as I said, guys, if you want more Warriors content, we dropped a podcast a little bit earlier today talking about them, so go and have a listen to that. Jackson Ford went about his usual work. He was fantastic. Torhu Harris, I believe. Torhu was pretty sick this week. Played through an illness. Only played 36 minutes, um, but was very good in that 36 minutes. And Dylan Walker. 
good guy, he's good. The way that he comes onto the field and just turns each and every game on its head is unbelievable. So shout out to Dill. Played 50 minutes. He was very good. Uh, Sharkies, I do not know where they go. I sort of expressed my thoughts on the Sharks um, over the weekend via Instagram. Uh, I just... I. I, I don't know what the answer is. I think they have to make changes to concede 44 points um, this week against the Warriors. Warriors are a good side, do not get me wrong, but so are the Cronulla Sharks, and they should be putting up a better fight than this. That left edge has been a problem for so long now, and I feel like Craig Fitzgibbon has sort of sat on his hands and just watched and hoped for a long time. Maybe he's made attempts to fix it. I don't know, but not much has changed for a long time there, and I personally think it's time that the Sharkies make some moves. They need to make some changes. They've got a lot of talented guys sitting in reserve grade. I don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you. I thought Teague Wilton was the problem. I've mentioned that on a, on a number of occasions on um, Supercoach Podcast that I think he was potentially in danger to lose his spot. He unfortunately got injured in this game, so we do wish Wilton all the very best, but you can argue the defense on that edge actually got worse after he left and they bring in Wade Graham, who's obviously a champion of our game, but he is an aging body. He has slowed down quite a bit. Um, so I'm very keen to see what Craig Fitzgibbon does, because really Realistically, for all the applaudance and all the raps we've given Craig Fitzgibbon, um, this team, you know, the, the the problems they've had from day one, they've sort of had those problems all the way through, and he hasn't really been able to turn them around uh, in recent times. So we'll see how they go, the Sharkies. We'll see how they respond. They've got the team on paper to turn it around. It's just like they don't have that right attitude. They don't have that, that, that right mindset at the moment. And I mean... Find me a problem. Uh, the fullback, he's a great player. The wingers are sensational. The centers are hard to handle. Moylan's an experienced six. Maybe defensively there are issues there, sure. But fuck, you could do much worse than Matt Moylan. Nico Hines won a Dalia medal. The forward pack, Oregon Kafusi, Toby Rudolph, Cam McInnes. I mean, is there a problem there? I, I don't really think so. The edges. Britt Nickera, I, I would argue, is one of the best back rowers in the competition. Teague Wilton's obviously out, but he's done a job for a long time. Um... Yeah, I, like, I, the, the, I don't look at this shark side on paper and go, oh, the problems are there, 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 and there. They're talented players across the board. Defensively, they just can't get themselves together. So I think Craig Fitzgibbon has to shake it up. I think that potentially some of these guys have become a little bit too comfortable. That would be my suggestion, uh, but we will see how it plays out. I'd love to see Connor Tracy given a shot in that team. He's the sort of guy that could come in and, and, and lead from the front as far as attitude and everything goes. Very unassuming, but just, just does a job every single week. I'd love to plug him on that left edge and just see if things change. Maybe you take this opportunity to move Sifra into the back row and move Connor Tracy out there. Braden Trindle's been doing really well in reserve grade. Potentially he comes in. you got Ito. A lot of rumors about him leaving, but he is still there. Uh, and young Atkinson as well, who's been playing great in New South Wales Cup. So they've got options, the Sharkies. And I know a lot of Sharkies fans are very frustrated that Craig Fitzgibbon hasn't pulled the trigger on any changes, so we'll see what he does. Uh, the middle game on Saturday, the Penrith Panthers 24 over the Dolphins 14. Obviously, without Nathan Cleary in this game, we tipped you off early last week that he would not play. He obviously got cut down to the 24-man squad, and we were a little bit nervous, but he did not end up playing, as we told you. Uh, so exciting times there to see Nathan return next week. In this game, though, uh, I thought the star of the show was Isaac Tungo. Our boy, two tries, two tries. He was absolutely everywhere, and he was playing on his bad side. They put him to the right edge instead of the left to accommodate 
Tyrone Peachy. Uh, there's not many guys that you're able to do that with in rugby league. Two tries, two try assists, 200 run meters, two line breaks, two line break assists, seven tackle breaks, uh, 16 tackles. Missed four, to be fair. Uh, but Isaac Tungo, he was everywhere. Zero errors. He was fantastic. Uh, and no no shock whatsoever. The guy outside him had a very good game as well. Tommy Jenkins, who's a young guy. He's coming through the Penrith system, who I really like. I think he's got a future in our game. But yeah, Isaac Tungo was a star of the show. Dylan Edwards, he was fantastic once again. We saw him kick two from two goals, run for 170 metres to just, just get through his usual work there. Thought Jerome Luai, game 100, he was pretty solid, ran for 133 metres. Was threatening all night. Uh, Moses Liotta scored a try as well. Shout out to him. Fuck, he's a good front rower. So underrated. Uh, same as Fish. The two of them played about 45 minutes. Very solid, both of them. Um, so, yeah, look, a, a good win by the Panthers. They did what they were meant to do. They're missing players. They rested a heap of origin players. Still managed to get the win. Uh, so they're. I, I still think they are, without a doubt, the team to beat. Still the best defensive team in this competition. They went up against the Dolphins, who scored the 14 points. Only kicked one from three. Isako. Uh, Connolly Lemuelo scored an absolute cracking try. Uh, kicked through for himself. Regather. Got a little bit kick-happy, a little bit later down the track, which hurt. Uh, but, yeah, that was a brilliant try by Connolly. I hope he stays on that edge. Cody Nicarima scored their first try. Uh, we tipped you off yesterday. If you're going to take any try scorers for the Dolphins, take guys who can score something out of nothing. Those two guys were, were Cody Nicarima and Hamiso. Both of them crossed. Hamiso scoring a nice try as well, playing left center out there. I think, Wayne, you're starting to see the effects of just how their, their lack of depth in that squad, especially in key positions, the way that they're just trying to handle themselves filling in those, those, those center spots. We spoke about the Warriors, your edges on your, your edges in defense are so important and uh, they're just trying to sort it all out at the moment, the Dolphins. Uh, I thought Harrison Graham, the hooker, held his own, 50 tackles. He was pretty impressive. Tafade, a lot of people questioned if he should have been on the wing or not. He's played a lot of wing and reserve grade, still ran for 150 meters. So uh, yeah, look, the Dolphins, the season, it's not falling apart, to be fair. A couple of weeks ago, I, I thought it could all fall into a fucking heap. But they have still managed to hold their own pretty well, the Finns. So, shout out to them. Uh, the last game of the week, the Eels, 25 over the Titans, 24. Pretty controversial. Uh, Titans obviously lost last week uh, off a player being called offside. And, I mean, the exact same thing happened this week and they didn't get the call. So, I understand the, t- the Titans' frustrations 100%. Uh, a real kick in the dick there. As far as the rest of the game went, RCG crashed over early, then got sinbinned. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, for a play that, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty bad leading with the knees. I'm, I'm interested to hear what Kempi and Timmy think of that one, but I thought that was pretty fucking average. I thought Bryce Cartwright had a really good game. He was strong. Will Pensini continues his incredible form. What about that try from Gutho? Doesn't that just sum Gutho up? Um, you know, I always say with Gutho, he's got a little bit of Brett Stewart about him. He passes the ball 
fucking weirdly. He does like a reverse spin and, you know, re- reverse head over tail when he passes. But, geez, he's just all ticker. And in that moment, he was just all go. A great try that he scored there that I thought live there was next to no hope of that being a meat pie. But that's what Gutho's all about. Effort built on effort built on effort effort. Um, look, the Titans, they held in there. Campiera, two tries. He is just tremendous. He is so fucking quick. It's unbelievable. Phil Sami's got a nice try as well. Tanner Boyd with a solid game. Obviously missed the field goal uh, towards the back end of the game uh, that could have potentially got them home. Uh, look, to, to the Parramatta Eels' credit, they had two players simming at the same time, which is when the Titans scored, I think, the vast majority of their points. I think they scored half their points in that period. So they only had 11 on the field at one point. Um, they still got Dill Brown to come back. I wouldn't be panicking if I was you, Parramatta fans, despite it being a close game and exactly what we tipped, a high-scoring close game. Um, you had a few things go against you in that game, and you have still got troops to welcome back. So Parramatta heading in the right direction. I, I don't think the Titans are, are in a heap of trouble either. I still think they're heading in the right direction as far as their future. Uh, but this year, I, uh, it obviously looks like they will not feature in finals footy. Um, and I, I, I think that's probably fair. I don't think they're a top-eight team, in my opinion. Uh, thank you guys for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. That's our rapid review. Stay tuned for plenty of Bloke in a Bar content coming throughout the day and tomorrow.